Uh, you came here because you want tech news, and I know that, <laughs> and and that's why I have that ready uh, for. I have it ready for you right here. It's just um, one second. Apple doesn't want to allow iPhone users to install apps from outside of the App Store, aka sideloading, but according to Mark Germs Together Strong German, the company looks like it's doing the tech giant equivalent of gritting its teeth and wincing in anticipation of getting a very painful temporary tattoo. See, the EU's Digital Market Act requires gatekeeper companies like Google and Apple to open up their software ecosystems by March 2024. The Gurman, financial filings from Apple, as well as code found in the iOS 17.2 beta, all point to Apple preparing to allow sideloading on iPhones before that deadline, so in the next few months. However, unlike their rollout of USB-C on iPhones, which also happened because of EU pressure, sideloading may only be allowed in the EU itself. But while Apple is preparing to do the unthinkable, letting their users decide something for themselves, the trillion dollar company is reportedly also quietly cooking up a Hail Mary in the form of several appeals challenging the EU's decision to label the iOS App Store and iMessage as gatekeeper services. Apple doesn't think of itself as gatekeeping anything. And if they are, it's more like a girl boss gaslight situation. Like, wow, yes, queen, constructive criticism isn't real. Anyway, get ready to provide a whole new level of tech support for your iPhone using friends. In other Apple news, concerns over the company's decision to limit the base model M3 MacBook Pro to eight gigabytes of RAM, sorry, unified memory, have been somewhat validated according to YouTuber Max Tech. He put an eight gigabyte and a 16 gigabyte M3 MacBook Pro head to head and found that, unsurprising to nearly everyone, the 16 gigabyte laptop enjoys a sizable performance boost over the eight gigabyte model, exporting photos and videos as much as three times faster despite only having two times the remembering power. Now, enthusiasts only got more upset about Apple's decision to under-equip the base model MacBook Pro after the company's VP of Worldwide Marketing, Bob Borchers, totally borked himself by telling Billy Billy creator Lin Yi Yi, sure, that eight gigabytes of RAM on the M3 MacBook Pro is analogous to 16 gigabytes on other systems. Now, you can acknowledge that Apple's software and hardware optimization is high art, while also being glad you weren't drinking some delicious 2% milk when you heard Borcher's claim. Because I changed my pants enough times in one day, okay? But hey, at least Apple used two separate NAND modules for the storage this time. Not because people asked for that. They, they don't care. Intel has been waiting its turn to be called out for some nonsense, so thank goodness that MSI released a BIOS update for its Z790 motherboards that enables support for the incredibly generic sounding Intel Application Optimization feature, or APO. The feature is actually pretty cool. Hardware Unboxed did some testing with their now updated MSI boards and credited APO as a fix for the way Intel's efficiency cores, or E-cores, handle gaming. But despite sounding like something that should work on pretty much any Intel chip with efficiency cores like the 12th and 13th gen lineups, APO only works on select 14th gen core processors. And when Hub asked Intel, what's the deal with that? Intel gave a bone chillingly corporate response. 
Intel has no plans to support prior generation products with application optimization. Hello? I'm a human being. I have feelings. Beep boop. Hardware Unboxed also asked Intel if they plan to support more than the only two games that work with APO right now, Metro Exodus and Rainbow Six Siege, to which Intel replied, yeah, probably. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by G-Core Cloud, provider of cloud services, the core of any modern business that's G, good. They didn't tell me to say that, blame me for that one. We're talking managed platform services on exclusive bare metal servers and AI, IPU, and GPU infrastructure. Their virtual machines start at just 320 euros per month, less than many Europeans spend daily on artisanal cheeses. With G-Core, you can always expect low latency and high performance on the latest hardware at a great price with no hidden fees or artisanal cheeses, which is fine. It can really gunk up the server fans. To learn more about G-Core, click the link below. QuickBits, man, they are... They're so cool. I'm in a rush today. I didn't have time to think of something amazing. Okay, well, NVIDIA has announced the H200, an upgraded version of the H100 GPU, which is so in demand for running AI right now that the US's dollar value might get tethered to it soon. The H200 specs appear to be largely similar to the H100s, except for the memory, which is upgraded from HBM3 to HBM3E, boosting memory bandwidth, clocks, and capacity. The H100 had 80 gigabytes of VRAM, while the H200 has 141. Think about all the things you could do with that, like emulate 8.88 gigabyte M3 MacBook Pros. Yeah, you're gonna do the math. RTX 4090s are still pouring into repair shops with melted power plugs more than a year after problems with the card's 12 volt high power connector were first reported, according to Alex from Northridge Fix on YouTube. He says his repair shop still gets about 20 to 25 4090s in per week, proving once and for all that the 4090 owners just didn't plug them in right, guys. You gotta push it all the way in. It's your fault. Thankfully, PCI SIG has now redesigned the connector so hopefully future generations of financially questionable decision makers won't endure the suffering you have. It's not actually your fault. I was joking. Stop writing that comment. Australia's ports are reopening after being shut down by a massive cyber attack three days ago, according to DP World Australia, which is not related to what you're thinking of. It's actually the country's biggest ports operator, which Still sounds, damn it. Look, the cyber attack caused huge delays and congestion and some data was apparently stolen by the perpetrators who are believed to be foreign state actors. But I reckon they should see whether the front fell off. Widely reported issues with SanDisk Extreme Pro SSDs are the result of hardware issues unfixable by any firmware update, according to data recovery company Atingo. Their managing director told FutureZone that some of the components SanDisk used are too big for their circuit boards, leading to unstable connections, which caused some components to pop off the board entirely, and not in a good way. I would be shocked and appalled by this if I didn't remember that SanDisk is owned by Western Digital. And Tesla's order agreement for the Cybertruck forbids owners from selling the polygonal vehicle for one year after it's delivered unless you tell Tesla you want to sell it and give them a chance to buy it back from you. If they don't want to buy it back, they might give you written permission to sell it to a third party, like a hall pass, but for basic economic rights. If you violate this or any other provision in the agreement, Tesla says they may locate and disable the vehicle electronically. And really, I mean, this should all make sense if you bought a Cybertruck. It's not a normal truck. It's 
it's ugly. But you're beautiful inside and out, and that's why I know you're gonna come back on Wednesday for more tech news. It's just who you are, you know. We love you for that. Please.